This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Australia is in for a by-election this weekend, which might be top of mind for any listeners who live in the federal seat of Dunkley, to the southeast of Melbourne. We're going to discuss the Dunkley by-election, but we also thought it might be a good opportunity to break down what a by-election is in the first place, and what role they have in our federal politics. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Ty, And I'm Siobhan Moore and McFarlane. Siobhan, by-elections come around every so often between elections, and here at The Squiz, we like to make sure that everybody understands those news events that really do shape our country and our politics. Yeah, so there are on average three to four by-elections between each general election. And this weekend's by-election in Dunkley is going to be the third by-election since the Albanese government was elected in May 2022. And we're also expecting a fourth by-election coming soon in the seat of Cook. So this parliament is bang on the average. That is very good to know. As for what a by-election is, we know that our federal House of Representatives is currently made up of 151 people elected from right across the country. And the general election is when all of those people are chosen in one go. But a by-election is when just one of those 151 seats need to be filled between elections. Yeah. So, for example, the classic cases are if someone who was elected during the general election resigns or they die while they're in parliament. Their electorate still needs a representative and so a by-election needs to be held to fill that empty spot. Yes, and I have some stats actually, Siobhan. Since Federation (laughs) in 1901... There have been 163 by-elections, including the one this weekend, and of those, 87 have been triggered by someone resigning, so that is more than half, Mm. and another 69 were caused by someone dying. So death and resignation are by far and away the biggest causes that lead to by-elections. So we've mentioned the Dunkley by-election this weekend. That seat is empty because the Labour member for that area, Peter Murphy, died of cancer at the end of last year. And we also mentioned that there's another by-election coming up soon for the seat of Cook. And that's because former Prime Minister Scott Morrison has resigned from Parliament. And so someone will need to fill his seat as well. Yes, that will be the 164th by-election since Federation. And while the majority of by-elections are caused by resignations or deaths, there are also some stranger cases. Yeah, there definitely are, including in one case a by-election was needed because a member of Parliament from Kalgoorlie, a guy called Hugh Mar, He was expelled for speaking out against the British, which sounds a bit ridiculous now, but in the 1920s, that was absolutely scandalous. (laughs) And we've actually mentioned him before during the Aston by-election last year. So if any keen squizzers think that name sounds familiar, you're right. Now, by-elections have also sometimes been needed because the vote was just too close. That also happened in 1920 when the election for the seat of Ballarat ended with a one-vote margin. So a court said that the vote needed a redo. 
And Siobhan, we have been using the word by-election, but maybe we ought to explain why that is the word that we use for one of these mini-elections between the main general election. Yeah. All right, Alex, brace yourself. I'm whipping out my dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) And basically what it says is when you put the word by in front of another word, it means subordinate incidental secondary. And so that's why we call it a by-election. It's a secondary election. But apart from that different name or the fact that by-elections happen in between general elections, each vote runs just as they would during a general election. Yeah, exactly right. So you'd usually have candidates from each of the major parties. They're held on a Saturday. And if you're really lucky, you might just get democracy sausage at your local primary (laughs) school as well, which is always the best bit for me. I reckon. And that is the brief rundown of what a by-election actually is. And we should say that so far we've been talking about the House of Representatives, the lower house in federal parliament. For the Senate, it is a much simpler process. When a Senate seat becomes vacant, the party that held that seat beforehand simply replaces the vacant seat with a new senator from the same party. A much simpler process. So up next, we are going to look a bit more closely at the upcoming Dunkley by-election, as well as at the role that by-elections can play in sending messages to politicians. That is coming up next. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Dunkley is a part of the world to the southeast of Melbourne. It is centred around the town of Frankston on the Mornington Peninsula, and it's having a by-election this Saturday, the 2nd of March, with early voting already underway. Yeah, so we mentioned earlier that the by-election is following the death of Labor parliamentarian Peter Murphy. So this was a Labor seat last year, which means that Labor is really wanting to keep hold of it to make sure that that doesn't change. And in most by-elections, not all but most, the party who held the seat before the by-election still holds it afterwards. So if this Labour seat does go to a Liberal Party member, that would be quite notable. Absolutely. And recent opinion polls leading up to the Dunkley by-election this weekend do indicate that the Liberal Party might actually have the edge. Now, we don't normally put huge stock in polls, but it does at least look like this is going to be a close-run race. And because of that, we should probably get across who the candidates are. From the Labour Party, it's Jody Bellier, and the Liberal Party candidate is Nathan Conroy. Now, Bellier for Labour has worked in charities and was personally selected by Peter Murphy as her replacement candidate, while Conroy has been the Mayor of Frankston's City Council. Yeah, and as for the issues having the biggest effect on the Dunkley by-election, the experts all agree that one question is at the front of voters' minds. And you probably guessed it, it's the cost of living. Well, yes, it is the issue that's been on the mind of a lot of Aussies, particularly Aussies with debt since those rapid interest rate rises in 2022 and 2023. And all of us have been feeling the effects of high inflation that followed the end of the pandemic. Now, the Liberal candidate, Nathan Conroy, is trying to pin the cost of living crisis on the Albanese government and is talking about how much his own mortgage repayments have gone up. 
Meanwhile, Labor has been selling its recent changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts. According to Labor's own calculations, 87% of voters in Dunkley will be better off after their changes to those Stage 3 tax cuts. So, Siobhan, whichever way this by-election goes, it is going to be seen as a bit of a test on how well the Albanese government is doing on that issue of the economy with voters. Exactly right. And there are also local issues playing into the Dunkley by-election, like local planning decisions around apartment blocks near the beach and arguments over a rail line passing through the electorate. And like we said, it is expected to be a close vote. All of which makes it a very good one to watch. And Siobhan, you and Alice will be following along closely on the Squiz Today podcast. So make sure you check back on this feed on Monday for all the results and analysis. And that is your shortcut to by-elections. Siobhan, each week on the show, we like to give further reading, watching or listening related to the topic we've just talked about. And this week, I think you've got an article. Yeah, I do. I'm feeling quite academic after this discussion. (laughs) So if you're keen to know more about fun by-elections from the past, there's an article from the Museum of Australian Democracy. They put it together in 2017 and it's called Eight By-elections that Changed the Game. It is a fun read, I promise. Okay, (laughs) just give it a go. (laughs) It, It is a fun read. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. And that is it for us today. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Thank you for listening. Until next time. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a, a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.